Soapstone. Faithful, time for another night. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you've been down from the beginning, all I can say is thanks. Time to push the button. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. What you been eating lately, Dave? Hmm. Um... Today was some Domino's pizza. Okay. Because yeah. we had like a work meeting. Hmm. And it's cheap and it, it still tastes good, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like I'm not putting it up there with my number one pizza places, mm-hmm. but I've kind of missed Domino's. It's all right. It's, it's kind of got, like, got a lot to it. It's a I've very been... salty, greasy thing, which I've been missing in my life. Yeah. I think most of the time now I go for a, a, a more like classic Italian, like pan style. Uh, yeah. Like a little bit thinner. Um, Nothing like deep dish, because that, that's like crazy to me. I don't want fucking bread. Give me pizza. You know? <laughs> like, I would really like Jules Thin Crust. Oh, yeah. And I, I have, it's been a, quite a spell. Mm-hmm. Probably like five or six months. Mm. Yeah, that's... Why didn't you bring me? It's <laughs> <laughs> a real question. It, say it once. I, I, I probably don't eat there as much as I should, honestly, given that it's literally within walking distance. I, like, I just get two slices. I'm like, okay, I'm done. That's mm-hmm. it. And also, <laughs> um, I have the souvet. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, yeah, you got the souvet, uh, which is allows you to steam products in water. Maybe not steam, boil in water. Boil would that be the correct term? Yeah, it's like the water doesn't really boil though. It just cook in hot water. Yeah, the main thing of the souvet is it or sous vide. <laughs> is, that, is that how it's Sous said? vide loca. <laughs> it's really just to maintain the, the water temperature mm-hmm. so you're not overcooking stuff. Yeah. But then it cooks in the bag, just gets residual heat, and then done. We're in very juicy meat. I think like the only things I've ever really cooked in water would be like boiled eggs and uh, probably pastas. <laughs> She's like, what should I do with these boiled eggs? Like, <laughs> nope, let's cook them again. <laughs> cook again. <laughs> what do we do with this toast? Eh, put it back in. Can never another, be too sure. 10 minutes. Really. Um But yeah, those those two. Uh so a entire device dedicated to cooking things in water is it's interesting. But admittedly, admittedly, you do more cooking than I do. I feel like the I can fact say that, that I have confidence. cooked <laughs> means that that is correct. I reheated the Italian pizza once. <laughs> Everybody knows how to beep boop a microwave, Jake. <laughs> um, speaking of beep booping microwaves, at one point in Bioshock, which is a game we're still talking about, uh, as one would expect, given all of the lead up to us talking, um, Elizabeth learns the song to actually control Songbird uh, at some point, which was a big deal. Um, yeah. And they get to control him. Um, and this, this climactic, uh, kind of conclusion leads up to the end of the game. Um, do you remember the notes to, <laughs> yeah, actually, control song I didn't actually, so I didn't think about this, uh, until before, 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 <laughs> <Yeah. I'll laughs> don't, <help> <laughs> don't be for, <laughs> before, um, you sunk my pedal ship, uh, I didn't notice them until I was like looking at them on a page. I was just like, oh, that's C-A-G-E. Yeah. Meaningless music notes. 
Oh, it's Cage. Gotcha. Ah. It's a Nicolas Cage reference, obviously, for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. They can appreciate that, you know. Ken There's Levine. national treasure in each and every one of you. <laughs> and I think I, I probably skipped ahead, like, a bit here as far as plot was concerned. Like, we left off Daisy had been uh, brutally slain. And yes, she got the old scissors from Elizabeth. Yeah. And the... Uh, in the process of attempting to brutally slay a uh, small boy, founder's founder's child, which means he's like a white kid from one of the people who was upper class in uh, Columbia. Specifically, Jeremiah Fink, mm. who was the guy who was extorting people for their cheap labor. Yeah. And trying to generate a cycle to keep them in there, working for cheap, not paying them actual money, paying them in like Fink bucks. Yeah. It's just kind of control their whole environment it's like hey you're gonna be here and work here he was staying in the jeremiah mink i don't know if that's a word for like wealth but i know it's like clothing i think i saw your eyebrows i saw what you're doing so (laughs) half credit (laughs) yeah um yeah i and i think something i didn't mention before there was a uh there's like a job board um in his area and in um columbia where people are like bidding on jobs they're like hey uh we need a chimney sweep and they're like uh five minutes four minutes three minutes and i was like okay any other any other takers and then the guy just runs off to complete his job in three minutes because it's the only way they get employment um after some of the reality jumping shenanigans you can look back at that job board and it's just like killed a wit covering the entire thing that's the only job that's available is killed a wit um, I will also like to apply for the kill to it, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How long? Four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you hate to be that first guy that's bidding on it, though, and you're just like the aggressively sold one yeah. of kill to it, and people like bid it down to three minutes, and you're like, okay, I got it. I can kill to it in three minutes, and then the next one goes up for auction. And it only goes to like six minutes and it's still killed away. And you're like, ah, I don't know if I can actually do this for three. <laughs> One person's like instantly <laughs> sold. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big transformational moment for Elizabeth when she actually uh, kills Daisy. Cause she goes through this whole deal of, um, she feels like a responsibility for the Vox Populi. Um, and helping them out. The idea that like Booker, DeWitt, and this reality has like mm-hmm. helped out the the Vox Populi and like caused this uprising is like amazing to Elizabeth because she's like, hey, you can be good. You can be idealistic. Um, like, look at this this symbol that you are in this reality. Uh, why aren't you more like you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Booker's just kind of like hanging back here. Uh, He's like, yeah, this is going to end poorly, though. (laughs) (laughs) Ever the optimist. And uh, it it really does. Like, it's this constant um, conflict you're you're building towards toward the tail end of the game where, like, innocent people are dying back and forth. And so I was going to say more so I feel like she feels responsible because she's jumped between these tears in these worlds mm-hmm. these different realities so she feels like she has caused the death of those people and those realities that they've jumped to right so like they went with the uprising and like daisy doing her thing kicking ass right mm-hmm. fighting the good fight but at the same time like 
all these people who not necessarily of them were bad yeah died yeah in the conflict right but she hasn't ever directly taken life until she feels the need to stop daisy because daisy has been killing people right and she fears that she's gonna hurt the kid as well i think she she ruminates about that like a little bit when you jump through uh some of these nope, she never talks about it she never talks about it you know what i was fine with that back there see ya (laughs) she um she uh asks you know am i making these alternate realities or are we visiting them yeah um and booker's just like girl what (laughs) he's like that's some heavy shit i don't know lay lay off it (laughs) and she's like you know thinking about life or death and whether she's creating entire populations of people and And booker's like we're gonna go here i'm gonna (laughs) shoot some people (laughs) there's a bird (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um it's she is the more reflective of the two uh but what i like is that that's actually consistent with uh kind of how the plot's going like booker is intentionally i think um i don't want to call him just stupid but he's dense and he's very focused on the task he's working on he doesn't care about learning things he doesn't care about curiosities um he just wants to accomplish his task that's all he cares about i would argue at least um and you know that is bring us the girl wipe away the debt um yeah he seems kind of blindly driven by the information he's been fed and circumstance. And he's like, I don't know too much about that science shit, but uh, here's what I got to do. Or here's what I know. Here's what I got to do. Yeah. He's working with the black box that he has. Yeah. And I think, like, the the game actually, they wouldn't need to necessarily justify it, but they get a lot of points in my book for justifying his kind of, his ignorance there or his dr- drive for ignorance. Um, and it really comes to a head, um when you discover the the truth behind comstock like um you finally get up to his uh, blimp that you're there with elizabeth you're like um at this point she's discovered that uh there's more going on comstock's like taunting you as you're making your way up mm-hmm. with all of these foreboding messages He's just like, you're, you'll never win and all of this nonsense. I don't remember exactly all of his phrases, but in retrospect, they, they mean a lot more. Um, well, yeah, the whole thing is it's been building up to Comstock's been manipulating Elizabeth. You know that it's not actually his kid, mm-hmm. but yeah. some kid that he got. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so there's a lot of confusion stuff around it and obviously you've been blaming him for sending people to kill you yeah and you know being a total dick and calling you the false prophet mm-hmm. or false shepherd shepherd yeah mm-hmm. and all this stuff because she's the lamb <laughs> yeah steal the lamb yeah and uh like the you learn the lutest twins are actually um through some uh, voxophones you learn that the lutest twins are actually the same person across two different realities yep they use the this machine uh, there's a there's a line that um, um, Rosalind says that's like only one chromosome separates us. So she cares deeply for her brother, who is herself yes. from a different reality. Yes. Um, and whoa, whoa, that was loud. Virus protection, Jake, get on that. <laughs> Got to protect the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, they created this device that can reach across to tears 
Comcast, Comcast, Comstock, Comcast used. I mean, this also device. pretty evil. So well played, sir. Well played. Comstock used the device uh, to like see some of these prophecies by mm -hmm. uh, gazing into alternate realities, um, and that aged him artificially. Um, it also made him sterile, which is like the tell that Elizabeth isn't truly yeah. uh, his daughter. And uh, you learn that uh, Comstock's wife, the first lady, um, was not entirely happy with this whole arrangement. Um, she thought that uh, Comstock was having an affair with Rosalind, which is like hilarious uh, if you know their characters. Yeah. Because Rosalind just does not care <laughs> like about that at all. She's completely absurdist. She's the uh, pure science trope. Yeah. Where she's like, I will study and analyze everything. Mm -hmm. And she's very like... Uh, removed from the rest of civilization yeah like oh you can go about your buying bread and milk i will study <laughs> the sciences she's like a glados for uh yes for, for bioshock very smart but very focused on her research yeah and she's like so i fuck somebody no i got shit to, i got science <laughs> yeah, yeah, to do son science. that would uh that would cut in on science time i can't have that but um so so ultimately this was the the big revelation is that um uh, there's there's more going on here um and so when elizabeth uh is is this resolved at the very end or is this i'm trying to remember if you learn this at the very end or if you learn this around the time of the lutesses um that where elizabeth comes from i think you learn it a little bit from the whole mom ghost mm -hmm. sequence oh, yeah, yeah. thing yeah it's all kind of tied in there. Then you learn about the Tessas a little bit later. And then you get to Comstock proper. Gotcha. And he has this nice, like, garden, like, with a, a little, uh, a bird. Um, a bird bath. Bird bath, yeah. yeah. I was going to say a bird waterer, a bird feeder, <laughs> a, a bird. A bird water. <laughs> <laughs> water the birds. The stream. <laughs> birds. <laughs> um, and you get there with Elizabeth, and Elizabeth wants answers. Yeah. And... Uh, Comstock's just kind of like high and mighty. He still feels like he's in control. Everything's still going according to like his plan. You also learn that he, at some point that he has cancer. He's he's going to die. What a what an evil person cop out. Yeah, I but never... I'm dying. We don't care. We hate <laughs> you. Stop it. But uh, kind of kind of irrationally at this point. Um, so you you get up to Comstock and he's just like. Uh, Elizabeth, a uh, child. Yeah. Like, he thinks, like, the lamb has come home. Yeah. Finally. She's like, ask Booker about your finger. Because she, like, wears a thimble. Yeah. Like, through the entire game. And. Well, it's like, it's like a pinky. It's a smaller pink. I wouldn't say a stub. Yeah. It's a but then it's finger. kind of, like, end capped with a thimble yeah. for style. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just gotta have a thimble. You know, Columbia style. Um, and Elizabeth wants to ask him like a bunch of questions, mm -hmm. and uh, Booker gets really, really angry, kind of, sort of out of nowhere, and it's just well, he Comstock not... starts to go into his full rant mode about how she will like assume her throne, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and he kind of grabs her wrist. Yeah, and she starts to pull back because she's taken aback mm -hmm. and she's being grabbed by this guy who's been controlling her yeah and booker very defensively goes up 
within like a half second, yep. grabs Comstock's face and slams it in the side of the bird bath. Yeah. Well, I think he starts to put his face under the water first. Yeah. And then starts like, kind of like bashing it in repeatedly until the guy's skull's kind of caved in. Yeah. And it's like this very dramatic violence in comparison to... I mean, everything else is still violent. It is pretty violent, yeah. And, but, but in the same way that when you kill people mm-hmm. throughout the game, you get like the headshots, they have like the little... Execution. Not pizzicato, but like the the execution noise on the violin. Yeah. They have like these very sharp string noises as you are beating him to death. Yeah. Kind of American History X style, but without the feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elizabeth is like begging Booker to stop yeah. during all of this too. But um, Comstock had been like asking these questions, trying to like, uh, who knows what he was trying to accomplish really. Booker, you're bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> so after after he dies, that's that's what Elizabeth points out. Like Booker, you 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 killed him, and you're yeah. bleeding. You put your hand up, and you see a little bit of blood, which and, has happened several times throughout the game previously. Yeah, when you jump rifts in in reality. Yeah. Or um, uh, at certain events when uh booker's discovering things um kind of recalling something yeah but you'd also see this happen i think it was sh- uh, showcased once or twice throughout the game yeah where other people were that way when you first jumped rifts and you're like i had killed these people previously yeah and she's like oh they remember their deaths yeah this is foreshadowing <laughs> for the end game <laughs> but like little things like that Ooh, i was filled with so much um Shadow. wonder okay. excitement <laughs> yeah and shadow the ultimate <laughs> yeah. life form. <laughs> right um, but enough of my fanfic it was just really cool as you start to like put these pieces together yeah that if you're i'm not as i've said many times i'm not the type of person to go through a game and like analyze everything or a show i just kind of live in the moment like this is really cool if i notice an obvious trope yeah i'll mm-hmm. try and call it but i did not call anything here yeah, no, this is a, a a lot of games. I think we might have talked to foreshadowing a little bit. A lot of games will give you little tiny hints, but there's no real way you could put it together. Um, there's enough pieces in Infinite that if you were really paying attention, if you really listened to all the Voxophones, you could actually guess yeah. what's going on by the end of it, um, which I give them full credit for. That's, that's risky because if you uh, blow the surprise for your player base... Um, and then the ending becomes predictable. You've missed out on kind of the the Bioshock twist, as it were. So at this point, we now just want to destroy the siphon, which is blocking Elizabeth from being her true self, and call it a day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this goes into a very long but pretty epic in scale battle sequence where you're zooming around zip lines, murdering people, using guns yep. but most importantly uh with that controlling songbird thing you learned from earlier from the last episode yeah <laughs> um, you get to essentially just control him and you kind of point there like hey um fuck that shit up yeah and then oh yeah he's kind of the uh the the ultimate weapon for this too because they send like airships and stuff at you yeah and he just the, they're well animated he just like runs at it starts like tearing at it with his claws rips it out of the sky and he's the only way you can defeat some of these um there's like barges that, like you could take out on your own you could shoot the people on them mm-hmm. but then there's full on like zeppelins you absolutely have to use them for 
Um, and it's really cool. I also played through the game on easy the second time because uh, I wanted just clearance, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. get through the yeah, story gotcha. and stuff. Um, I can do the 1912 mode, you know, some other time. And I, I think I've attempted that in the past. Um, but uh, this last one, I still took some damage, like to the to the uh, the main ship. Like it's there's a lot of enemies. There's a lot yes. of fighting, and my accuracy is not the best. <laughs> I know you can use um, vigor traps. Mm-hmm. So if you set up like a crow storm or the firestorm, yeah, and then have it cascade onto other enemies, I'm like. All right, that'll cover some stuff. Yeah. But it felt like I was constantly switching weapons, too. Yeah. Because I'd be using my pistol at range, and I'm like, all right, we need a new gun. <laughs> so I'd be like, Elizabeth, summon this in. She's like, here. <laughs> and then I'd take a, a carbine. Yeah. Carbine. Carbine, I think. A carabiner. Yeah. Ca- and I would... Uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite weapon, actually. I got a lot of value out of that. It's like, there's a sniper rifle, but... It's like it yeah. zooms in too much. Just give me the iron sights. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, you talked about like making traps out of some of the um, the vigors there. Yeah. Uh, the one that like carried me a lot through this playthrough, and I don't have to be carried that hard on easy. You know, <laughs> I'll make that claim. But uh, I think my first playthrough as well was the uh, the murder of crows y- you mentioned. And it's trap form. You can get an upgrade, um, which just takes money. So you're just like money. Elizabeth gives me infinite amount infinite amounts of that. Bioshock infinite amounts. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And uh, basically, uh, it makes the upgrade. So um, once you, and if an enemy dies while they're affected by this crow damage over time, mm-hmm. um, they create a new trap uh, that the crows will spawn from. So you can just make like this perpetual crow death machine of crow traps all over the place. The issue is in this final encounter, they drop a lot of patriots at you, which are like uh. these. These like Abraham or no George Washington, Washington yeah, with George. A, a chain gun basically. <laughs> yeah. But he's more of like a Five Nights at Freddy's type of animatronics. Yeah. And he's, he always has like this very tinny voice, and he's making these not political quotes, but mm-hmm. these uh, "We will fight for liberty" and other things. Yeah, slightly distorted things or like kind of um, superior race things. America first, you know, things like that. <laughs> um, but he has like these gears exposing him on the back, like. Off the, out of his back and you have to shoot the gear or you don't have to but you do significantly bonus bonus damage, damage, yeah. Yeah, if you shoot those gears and he's immune to crows so like what am i gonna do what's what's man to do you just gotta uninstall the game <laughs> that's, and that's what i did <laughs> right then and that's that's all i can contribute to the podcast uh no or he just points songbird at him like <laughs> yeah, yeah die <laughs> kill the patriot <laughs> slams into the ship you're on <laughs> yeah i <laughs> know uh, it's it's pretty pretty effective though um this is kind of your uh the the climax of the game as far as the action is concerned yeah and it actually goes it is drawn out a little bit for my tastes yeah um like i said it felt long because other things were like skirmishes this is like hold the point yeah but at the same time if you're controlling songbird to like take out fucking airships yeah full full ass blimps you know like a nice big blimp <laughs> yeah <laughs> people can't see the gesture unfortunately <laughs> but like you want it to be epic to a degree you epic. don't want to have mm. the height of action kind of be over in like 30 seconds yeah but at the same time there is a point in things like that where it just feels too drawn out and you're like i'm just killing waves of people maybe that's what you want to drive home yeah mm-hmm. but from a, a gamer enjoyment standpoint it just 
it drones on a little bit compared yeah. to the rest of the game. Like Bioshock has good action, and this is your home run sequence where you get to use all those abilities you've invested, like money on throughout the game, learn to use everything like that. Your firearms, all of that. I get that. I fully and, get and that. And your guns. Yeah, and the guns. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's like, it's is that really the focus of Bioshock? You know, I I feel like the storytelling really. There is action, obviously, but the storytelling yeah. takes point for me, especially in Infinite. Um, and yeah, it just it, it's a little bit longer. And I think they must have realized this. Like they do focus testing. They know how long people enjoy fights. And I think they normally nail that with the skirmishes, skirmishes like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just a prolonged slog. Like it's meant to drain you of your resources. You're defending a health bar um, that has... A, does a lot of things that are risky as far as game design. Um, but it's the final fight. So when it's done, you're good. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you want to have some accomplishment outside of uh cinematic where you murdered the villain, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's a little bit more to it. Some would say. So then what happens after this epic fight? Is it do the credits just roll? I forget. Yep. yep. It's one of my favorite games. But <laughs> right, I, yeah. Could you remind me of right. what happens? Well, Dave, um, just as a quick refresher, uh, after you've successfully defended the ship you're on, uh, you uh, get to command Songbird yourself. Uh, so previously, Elizabeth had played CAGE to gain control of it. This time, Booker's like, it's my turn, and takes the musical instrument and pretends like he can play it, um, and actually uh, commands uh, Songbird to... Destroy the tower. Uh, yeah, just dive which through is the giant siphon, the the monument with the siphons in it, and there's basically this like superpower unlock awakening um, for Elizabeth because like as long as she's in Columbia, the siphon is affecting her. Um, there's kind of a, a passive state and an active state for the siphon where if she's like chained to a table and they're just like actively drawing out her energy, she can't open tears at all. Mm. But when she's in Columbia, she's affected by the siphon. Um, and she actually, uh, this harkens back to what some things she says about when she was a little girl, she could open tears at will. They weren't like, yeah, like she didn't glimpses. see a tear and she's like, oh, here, she could just make them fully do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in a moment she just gains all of that power back, which is actually really convenient because, uh, with the tower destroyed and I think your whistle breaks too. Yeah. Basically you lose control of songbird Yeah. and he's like. What was I doing? Oh, I was protecting Elizabeth. So he just, he sees you and he just full in badass bird kind of storm eagle mode yeah. dive bombs at you. And he's like, Elizabeth, because he can't fucking shoot songbird. Right. As we've tried before many times. Um, so he needs her to open its hair. Mm-hmm. And so far she's been only to open or see other tears in Columbia. But yeah. now that she can open tears for wherever, uh, she opens a tear and then you're, whew, and that's the sound effect of the game. Yeah, it was really low quality, actually, <laughs> I know. They, compared to the rest of it. Their budget was focused on that long-ass fight. Um, <laughs> we should we should remark, just for the listeners, that at this point, it's actually in sketch mode. It's just like a two-dimensional comic, and they're storyboarding the rest of the do, game. Do, do. Bible buffet. <laughs> do, do. Something low res. Um, yeah, where, where you go, though? Where does it take you? So immediately... Um, you see that you are underwater and you see that like Songbird who is kind of like reaching out for you mm-hmm. um, and you, from the pressure of the water yeah, his eye starts to like crack and stuff and he's in pain 
and she kind of goes up the glass and kind of comforts him in his last moments. Yeah. Animal handling check, really. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be okay. He's not actually going to be not, okay. He's not going to be okay. Yeah. Um, so Songbird like dies and you're kind of there with her like, oh, that was, that was some shit. Mm-hmm. But then as you kind of move away from the glass, because you're near the side of glass from the ocean, yeah. you turn around, you're like, uh, I'm in fucking rapture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then it just starts an EXE for the first game. If it's on your machine, you just start, start over again. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the location at the beginning of Bioshock one with the yeah, first gathering. Where you garden. came out with the bathosphere. Mm-hmm. There's the, um, the balcony that you, you fall off and whatnot. Um, and it's not in its destroyed state yet, which is actually interesting. I noticed that in this playthrough. I was like, yeah. huh, this is all like still pretty pristine. Um, and there's a reason for it. Yeah. What's uh, that reason? <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, the main thing is I never expected to go back to Rapture. Because mm-hmm. obviously there's a decent amount of time between Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. But Bioshock 1 obviously had like amazing aesthetic. It's highly rated, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that they went back. But at the same time, a lot of people are like, if you could have gone fucking anywhere, right, why yeah. did you go to the same place the same place right yeah but people would know if they played bioshock 2 that it always you always go back to rapture (laughs) it's all there that's where the content is (laughs) here we go again (laughs) yeah just the saint andreas meme (laughs) cj (laughs) just get on the train (laughs) chase the train whatever it is um yeah and uh it's it's a really cool moment uh for me I wasn't sure at this point. I had no idea where the game was going in my Seriously. first playthrough. I was like, so like the game just ended as far as stuff. Mm-hmm. And now you brought me back here. Yeah. She, she takes you to a bathosphere. Yeah. Because yeah. she has all of her powers. She can see behind all the doors. She's essentially omniscient. Yeah. And she starts to lead you essentially through some of the initial parts of Bioshock 1. Like in reverse though. Yeah. And she's like there's always a man there's always a lighthouse and as mm-hmm. you're going through walking o- along these lighthouses and docks mm-hmm. you see other versions of elizabeth and you yeah doing the same actions and you're like <laughs> i don't know what happens but yeah. this game got weird so it's like the opposite of bioshock one you go up the bathosphere and then you exit yeah the lighthouse. You, you come out and you're like there's a lot of them huh. Like, as far as the eye can see, just lighthouses and lighthouses. And then you swim under the ocean, you <laughs> reassemble the plane. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really just the VC, uh, VHS tape in reverse. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a reference for the older crowd. Listens. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. See your your alternate reality selves. And Booker's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's reaching a yeah, stupid comatose at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as the player, my first playthrough was also in that boat. Uh, yeah, there is. They were talking about um, kind of fate and uh, like choices they make. And Booker's like, "No one tells me where to go." And Elizabeth says, "Booker, you've already been." And he goes like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there. This is the the multiverse theory. It's all happening. I mean, it's actually canon according to Bioshock. If yeah. You look up the wiki. <laughs> yeah. And boy, do I look up wikis. I've never even played this game. <laughs> no. Shh, don't tell them. But you, so, uh, you, you get to pick which lighthouse you go through. I don't think it matters. Um, no. 
but you can like run around and pick it's one. It's all the same. But you essentially go back and but each door leads to wherever the fuck it wants. Yeah. Uh but the final door you go through uh, leads you to a very Columbia esque um pool of water. You have some parishioners. Mm-hmm. Um and you essentially go up to a baptismal and Elizabeth's there with you and he's like why are we here yeah and basically she explains like in some universes you get baptized mm-hmm. in other ones you don't and the ones you don't you are booker dewitt a kind of muscle man for the pinkertons yeah and this was your life and these are the actions you chose mm-hmm. but in others you get baptized yeah and become zachary comstock it's a really cool scene too. Yeah, and in the, in the lead up to this, Booker kind of brings this upon himself because he's just like, uh, once he learns about this multiverse thing, he's like, no, there. She's like, there's there's other Comstocks out there, and he's like, okay, there's only one way to end this. Like, we go back to when he was born and we smother the, uh, smother the uh, expletive, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> smother the shit. Up. Yeah, and uh, she's just like, you know, she doesn't seem super surprised at this from Booker, yeah. but. Uh, she goes along with his wishes, you know, and there's, there's the scene where like you go before the priest and, um, they all, there's multiple versions of Elizabeth actually yeah. that all appear around you. And they all kind of baptize you and hold you under as yeah. you drown and like the screen fades. Yeah. And there was a, I, I actually remember the line that, that led up to it too, because, uh, Booker's trying to figure out what's going on yeah. while this is all happening. And they're just like. Uh, well, the first Elizabeth grabs your arm. He's like, uh, he's Booker DeWitt. And then the second Elizabeth grabs your arm. And he's like, he's Zachary Comstock. And Booker just kind of with resignation in his voice says, no, I'm both. Yeah. And then they, they baptize him. Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, get, I actually just got like goosebumps for like reciting those lines. Cause I so got, I really do like that. But the thing I thought was most impactful for me was as you're going through this walk and kind of she's explaining the whole multiverse plot and other stuff. Yeah. Um, you also learn about Comstock and Elizabeth and the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because essentially um, you sell Anna off mm-hmm. to Comstock. To repay your debts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the initial give us the girl and wipe away the debt. Because mm-hmm. you would accued accrued debt from uh, gambling and drinking mm-hmm. um and so in your disheveled drunken state you agree to this and then as you start to sober up you become very regretful you go back and you're trying to fight through the tear to yeah. kind of keep anna on your side yeah so um, they're using the machine in this case to open the tear yes and it's really dramatic because it's like comstock on one side of a tear with the lutesses yeah. You on the other is screaming like you're not taking my daughter. Yeah, right? you're not taking my daughter. Which I don't have kids, but I imagine you get the paternal I'd, rush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I would fuck some shit up for somebody who I cared about. Yeah. Um. But as you eventually like let go, as the tear closes, mm-hmm. her pinky gets caught and is left in your world. Yep. But the rest of her goes to the other world. Mm-hmm. So you're fucking Elizabeth's dad. Yeah. Um, and you are Comstock, right? And well, you're not doing that to Elizabeth. Ex- yes, right. It's yeah. 
<laughs> well, maybe it, it's it's not clear really, but yeah, you are you are you are the father. <laughs> really, just um, check the wiki for Westworld season two when you get the chance. Um, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but and, that whole thing for me, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, and that's where her powers come from. Because, yeah, but you also you gave her up, but you also stole her. So yeah. like in both versions, in you both still- worlds. You were a shitty parent. <laughs> yep. You steal her from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because Comstock, in the other reality at this point, knows he's sterile. He's tried to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has these these visions of Elizabeth destroying the world, baptizing the mountains of men yeah. in fire. And uh, that's not possible if he's sterile. So he makes a deal to acquire his own kid. Um her pinky is stuck in one reality. She's stuck in the other. So the universe is just like kind of just squints a bit and like puts on its spe- spectacles and is just like, is this is this how it's supposed to be? I don't know. Just give her superpowers, I guess. <laughs> and so that's how she gets the ability to make terrors. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like Comstock is a douchebag, uh, but he's a very calm douchebag. Yeah. Booker is a douchebag, but he's a uh, very angry douchebag. <laughs> that's prone, the difference. Prone to violent tendencies. <laughs> Like, uh, Comstock eventually um, attempts to kill the Lutest twins to cover every... Well, first, he kills his wife because she's not actually going along with this whole adoption. Yeah, of and he doesn't need her. He's like, I'll be a better mar- be a better martyr situation if I'm a single dad. Yeah. Um, and he can use her as an image in her yeah. death because he can shape the narrative. Uh, he's very manipulative. Goes to kill the Lutesses using the machine and accidentally makes them quantum. Uh, <laughs> whoops <laughs> like so that's why they're all over the place and they jump to and fro yeah um and uh the lutesses are just like they think about you know running a couple seasons of doctor who um and ultimately uh the lad robert lutes um decides that he's he's bothered by this he's bothered by their part in the whole the whole shebang yeah. that led to this um, and, it, and it bothers him that, like, he, you know, sees Booker Booker's face, you know, taking, like, attempting to bring his daughter back, like, save his daughter, and failing. Yeah. So, uh, Rosalind doesn't particularly care. She's about the science. But uh, he, he basically uh, gives, or Robert gives her an ultimatum. He's just like, hey, either we go back and we help him, or I'm leaving. And she really, she loves her brother. She's like, she loves science and brother. Those are the two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so they resolve to to uh, give Booker a chance. Uh, or a lot of chances, <laughs> as it turns yeah. out. <laughs> so as you notice, they kind of guide the whole narrative of the story. Um, starting from like the number 77 on the baseball at the lottery. Mm-hmm. But also, if you look before the lottery, when you flip the coin for heads or tails... And then you see all those tally marks. Those were all different versions of you yeah. doing the same thing and making those choices. And maybe you went one way, maybe you went another. Yeah. And they uh, they explained the whole bring us the girl, wipe away the debt line uh, coming back here. And that when Booker is brought to this reality, to Comstock's reality, um, his mind basically breaks and has to reform itself. And that's the quote at the beginning of the game that we referenced in the first episode, where it's like, if uh, man did not have memories, his mind would create them, mm-hmm. uh, paraphrased. 
And that's what happens. It's like you remember that you remember yelling or you remember hearing from Robert Lutes, um, bring us the girl and wipe away the debt. And your mind incorporates that into what you're here to do. Right. And so they're just like, like oh, I need to get the girl. Yeah. Just to wipe away my debts. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, well, if that's what he wants to believe, sure, whatever. And they just like, kind of construct the sides of the narrative, shore it up and let you run with it. Because as long as that you accomplish the goal in the end, which is getting the girl, there really is no debt, you know. Yeah, you um, already paid that with the other kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's, a, there's a cool kind of uh, mechanic where you can't lose in Bioshock Infinite. like Just like you can't really lose in Bioshock. Yeah, yeah exactly, actually. They have the Vita Chambers in Bioshock. And in Bi- Bioshock Infinite, like if you die, um, it puts you in front of a door. And it's well, like for it's, your detective back, agency. Yeah, at your agency. Yeah. And you kind of push through the door back into the skirmish or wherever you're at. Yeah, in Columbia. And it's kind of just the abbreviated Booker catching up to where he was. My understanding, at least is every time that you would lose in that situation, every time you die, they actually go through the entire sequence again, but you just kind of remember stepping through the store back into it. It's yeah. There's a lot going on. It's multiverse theory. Who knows? But um, uh, at this point, I was like, this game's fucking heavy. Yeah. But I really liked where they went with it because I felt so tied to the characters. Like, I had the paternal instinct, uh, as Booker did, because... They kind of make you to rely on Elizabeth, and she's a likable character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have this like dynamic throughout the game. So like, I cared when things happened. Yeah, I was like, "Don't hurt Elizabeth!" And when he's bashed his head, I was like, "Yeah!" But at yeah. the same time, I was like, "This seems a little bit abrupt and violent." Yeah, but at the same time, like the good guys are winning, and that's him. That's him covering. Like whenever he starts to realize, that's when he he bleeds. And the second, in this last case, it's because he killed his alternate yeah. reality self. Um, but it's his mind rejecting the truth and so that trying he can... to form as temporary reality like that that doesn't make sense it doesn't compute this this makes sense yeah so he he reacts in violence to protect himself um and his uh elizabeth's name from his reality is anna and that's why he has marked on his hand ad, AD. for anna dewitt yeah and he carved it in so he wouldn't forget because he felt so re- regretful and when it's like deep depression after he gave up his kid. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was the defining kind of turning moment in his life. And it just proved useful once he was through in Comstock's reality as another piece of the narrative they could work around. Yeah. Um, it's really freaking cool. There is, there's a, it doesn't matter. Like, um, uh, it's honestly an awesome narrative. Uh, start to finish and like i was saying bioshock's great with the foreshadowing they're great with the like would you kindly spoilers for bioshock one (laughs) like they're great with setting up the foreshadowing here but i actually like how they did it in infinite more than bioshock one bioshock one was like here's a phrase and maybe if you notice the repetition but the thing is like you're just like oh it's a turn of phrase yeah it's Mm -hmm. more out of like left field it doesn't give you as much in the way of clues exactly until late late this one, this one stays true to its its own narrative, um, and if you happen to guess it by the end, then good on you. Um, and I think that the the revelation is kind of so verbose and like well described in the end. Um, it's an ex- it's an extended epilogue, actually. It's like it takes several minutes to go through actually finishing the game. 
several it's like 20 minutes yeah it's a good <laughs> several bit. this several is like minutes. the major end cap to the game so they do it justice in my opinion i feel like even if you had guessed what it was you would probably still feel a sense of pride and accomplishment yeah. as though you had spent money on microtransactions um being vindicated and yes. released at the end um it's really freaking good there's a way there's a reason as we said in the previous episode dave modifies his body in reaction to the emotional feelings he gets about this game i have one bioshock <laughs> tattoo currently i <laughs> uh, would like more diversity in my tattoos so i'm trying not to double up on games but mm-hmm. pick yeah, it up on it's... steam seven bucks <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculously good um going back is much more analytical but the first time i played this game like it's like you stop you take off the headset you go outside and you're like life can't be this good yeah you know what i mean Uh like everything else kind of uh pales in comparison because i was so swept up in the moment yeah and like you're saying bioshock one's ending is more of a oh aha (laughs) like oh that's some shit the but the near ending the ending's kind of like uh-huh uh huh. But the thing is, like, <laughs> also with the near ending spoilers for near, yeah, not actually. <laughs> but I feel much more of an emotional attachment. Whereas, like, you know, where you kind of have like the blankets pulled up, and you're like, mm-hmm. you have your fingers up on your lips, like, oh my god. I meant near like any AR. Oh, uh, like because there was the revelation with Andrew Ryan and all of that, and then there's the gotcha. actual ending with the fight, and people are like, why is this in the game? Yeah, it's like, what is this a fucking feel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But it just felt much more involved, like end of series type thing. Yeah. They actually learned from their mistake, I think, in, in Bioshock 1. And to, to an extent, 2 as yeah. well. And we'll do were, the Rude 2 to McShooty. Yeah. And then the, then the, we meat, wrap a, the meat of the story. Yeah. Then we put a bow on it. And that's much more satisfying than like all of that. Uh, Infinite's, Infinite's really good. I would say good it's infinitely better. No, I gotta stop. <laughs> Those jokes are bad. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, about all we got for Infinite. So as always, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can reach out to us on Gmail at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Send in your ideas for new episodes. We love to hear them. Uh, or join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And until next time, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. Just kidding. Did you think we we're going to go back to Bioshock yeah. 1 and Rapture and then just like end it there? Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's what I thought. Ken Levine's like, hey, uh, made some DLC. <laughs> and Younger Me was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is DLC? Does this one have horse armor? Because I only buy DLC that has horse armor. As long as it's not free horse armor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody wants free horse armor. <laughs> what am I, poor? <laughs> I mean, you're not, right? Uh, no 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 dave i make up <clears throat> plenty of money oh cool yeah. I, was, I was worried that i was gonna have to kick you out mm-hmm. anywho so we are back in rapture and we are yet again booker dewitt mm-hmm. uh, we are in our detective agency we're coughing up some booze as we awake from a, a drunken nap yeah 
In Spanish, it would be a booker of wit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's my contribution. Wholesome laugh. Mm. <laughs> so we're minding our own business, you know. But this, this dame, this femme fatale walks in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we're closed. And she's like, doesn't look like you can uh, afford to not work. Mm-hmm. She's implying that we're disheveled. We don't have our shit together. Right. Which is fair. Right. You open coughing. Like, <laughs> that's not a sign of propriety. <laughs> if you have asthma, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty um, much always a detective if yeah. you have asthma. That's your one career path. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look for clues. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, she comes in. She essentially offers you a job to, hey, I need you to look for this girl. Mm-hmm. And you're like... This girl's dead. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> Rapture a... <laughs> and little kids, like, they're they're fine for goods. We know about little sisters and everything. Right. Um, She's like, how do you know this this kid's dead? Book is like, I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> Credits roll. <laughs> it's about those plot twists. <laughs> um, but essentially, you go on this mission with her for the DLC, looking for this little girl named Sally, mm-hmm. who we believe was taken for the purposes of being farmed as a little sister yeah um but as we go through we have this again dynamic with elizabeth but she's older and different she's in the the rapture style yeah Mm -hmm. like she has that 1930s-esque thing that everybody does right covered in slime the the rapture style (laughs) 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 slime and glitter man those are some good parties (laughs) no she she also has a a much more kind of you mentioned this in the film fatal take but like that is not elizabeth and infinite no Uh, like she's curious discovering about the world this is an Elizabeth that has seen some stuff. Like she is, yeah, she's, she's a harder character. Serious. Yeah. Um, but as we're going through, we kind of realize she doesn't know entirely about the world of rapture, mm-hmm. which seems kind of weird. Cause it seems like she should be in the know. Right. She's all about doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's behind them. But she at this beats. point, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but at this point, <laughs> We don't exactly know why we're here because at the end of Infinite, um, it was kind of implied that Elizabeth killed or erased all versions of Booker and Comstock. Yeah. With that symbolic multiple people drowning him type thing. Mm -hmm. Across timelines. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't really know what's up here. Mm -hmm. But again, we're like, all right, I guess I got to look for more girls, (laughs) as is the Booker DeWitt way. Right. (laughs) So you kind of go through this. tour of world of rapture but like you said at the end of infinite it wasn't so beaten to shit yeah and as we're exploring through rapture with elizabeth it is kind of at the height of its existence like nobody is fully spliced out right society is fairly normal um plasmids are being used recreationally (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think it was a lot of drugs yeah they, they show that at the intro too right like you light her cigarette yeah with um incinerate on on your fingers that was really cool because previously you only knew figures but now you're like oh shit plasmids are there yeah very similar as we know Mm -hmm. um it kind of makes it it strikes truth to the uh the the demonstrations for all the like the plasmids and the vigors and things you always come in when stuff's gone to crap 
and you're all like, oh, these are all weapons, but the dis- the, the descriptions are like, for household use, you can light fires <laughs> and levitate well, Yeah, or even like the bees in Bioshock 1, where it's like, is someone being a nuisance? <laughs> yeah. Sting them with bees! <laughs> with bees! <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bees. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, pretty much a working together quest, and you're trying to figure some stuff out, mm-hmm. but you have some back and forth, but you get the sense that this like you said this elizabeth has seen some shit yeah and you realize that this is elizabeth post the events of bioshock infinite okay does she does she help you out in similar ways to um how she did in so you don't actually get i think there's like one or two times you might get like some ammo yeah or health but comparatively it is very limited Mm -hmm. throughout the whole game you don't have much in the way of resources uh, and you're really scrounging for bullets Maybe if you had better aim than I did, that's not the case. <laughs> She's not like opening rifts to the army surplus store. And no, just pull there, out. there are no rifts. Mm. She's just finding things. Yeah. <laughs> so as you're going through this uh, scavenger hunt, you do come across an old familiar face. Uh, you have to get into Sandra Cohen's party to ask him for information. Because mm-hmm. he's a shady fucking sort, right? The protagonist of Bioshock 1 essentially <laughs> our most interesting character yeah um so you get to go down into his art debut art exhibit yeah where essentially he's has these like very dark creepy but full of life and death paintings and he's painting a couple who are dancing with like a sun and moon mask and like their finest garb hmm. but they're also hooked up to these giant electrical cables and when he feels that they're not respecting his muse, he kills them and kind of just strings them up. Oh, jeez. Um, so Cohen was kind of losing it before the... Before everything went... He, yeah, he's been a crazy Salvador Lee savant <laughs> slash sociopath <laughs> yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. But that makes his character really cool and interesting. Um, and he has some... Di- I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. Just right, check yeah. it out. Yeah. But we're here to to shill for the bioshock <laughs> infinite deals ken levine needs please call the number on the screen friend of the show ken levine needs money <laughs> his uh, paypal is no, <laughs> don't share ken levine's paypal right they might try and take his money <laughs> can, you do, can you do that yeah <laughs> i'd like to request money uh, i can't deny that shit it's like the uh the uh, on your honor system from bioshock infinite where there's a little tray and supplies and you can uh-huh. like take supplies and you're supposed to leave money or you could just take the money too right <laughs> as everyone did yeah that's ken levine not the best system but for your libraries work figure that shit out yeah mm-hmm. um so you continue your scavenger hunt etc cetera, etc cetera, but essentially you do end up finding the girl mm. um and you have to kind of close because she is part little sister at this point so right. she's kind of climbing in vents and stuff going under the process she's got the sea slug yeah yeah so you're kind of closing all these other vents to like kind of force her out one vent um and she's like well let's essentially crank up the heat so we force her out the one thing and he's like that sounds kind of awful let's not mm-hmm. she's like do you have any other ideas and he's like on second thought let's do that okay so at the same time you have these um thugs or splicers who are like that little girl has some Adam. I want the little girl. Right. Uh, so you're fighting them off and you end up kind of trying to like 
pull her out of the thing. Mm -hmm. But essentially, you start having some Comstock-isms in the way Uh, you're approaching the situation. Yeah. And then she kind of, like, says, like, oh, this is what I expected of you. Right. Elizabeth's watching you at this point, seeing what you do. So basically, this whole thing is one of the instances of Elizabeth going to evaluate whether this version of you is more like Booker DeWitt or more like Comstock. Right. Um, Essentially, you're found wanting, Mm -hmm. and a big daddy puts a drill through your stomach from behind. Right. And you as Booker DeWitt, yet again, die at the end of a Bioshock Infinite oh, game. Oh, jeez. Don't even recover from it. You don't, like, run to cover and no, it's, Call of Duty heal your stomach. <laughs> it's essentially that that goes and fades to black. Yeah. So it was really cool because it's like, hey, we're going back to Rapture. Going to check some of that out again. Mm-hmm. Which is good if you like Rapture. Like we said, they could have gone other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was really fucking cool to go back. They do a lot of nice homages and stuff. And you're like, oh, cool. This is kind of what happened at the end of Bioshock Infinite in like a different part of the multiverse. And it sounds like uh, Elizabeth really, her character has taken a relatively dark turn if she's pursuing this, right? Like she's she's not letting this go. Right. This uh, Booker DeWitt slash Comstock uh, conflict for, for Booker. Um, if she's literally spending time going through realities tracking him down and you know killing some something that can approximate the version of him that um like imprisoned her like that is that is pure vengeance like this is vengeance beyond your timeline which is uh, pretty vindictive she's essentially the chaos knight to booker dewitt's <laughs> keeper of light, keeper of the light yeah <laughs> <laughs> at approximately the same power levels you know you're just <laughs> Gundalini. <laughs> oh yeah yeah no it's it's an interesting turn for her character because um in in infinite she really doesn't like she makes some executive decisions she kills daisy yeah but you see she, her kind she, of grow and mature through circumstance and she has to make those hard decisions yeah but she represents like the good conscience like the conscience of someone who believes that um rising up against oppression is um, preferable to being oppressed and then she sees the outcome of anarchy like she is she's supposed to represent the people behind the keyboard she's idealistic yeah who still yeah. have ideals that will work out properly and this dlc turns it on its head because she's now you, you can argue you know maybe this guy um this version of comstock uh he, he's committed some serious like mistakes and in, in particular for the ending in his reality uh his anna uh dewitt that he was pulling through the portal um he had the front half right yeah uh, or the or the feet but instead nope. of her her pink her Mm-mm. pinky getting cut off no he had her front half front. yeah oh so she got pulled most of the way through back to booker's side but other way okay so he so comstock did have her feet yes and pulled her through <laughs> but somebody's like picturing this yes so portal in the middle baby in the middle uh comstock being pulling through the baby through but instead of the baby's pinky getting cut off uh portal closes sooner yeah and uh decapitates the baby yeah which is kind of demonstrated by like the little doll head yeah um and he comes to turn he's like he's like i'm so sorry that yeah. i did this and that's when 
He like shaves his beard off. He goes back to being Booker. Yeah, he tries to change his ways. Yeah, um, basically, but she hunts him down, and then, like you said, the big daddy kills him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his his recollection of all this, he's kind of suppressed it, but she brings it to the forefront. And yeah, kills him for it, and yeah, that's, that's that's pretty serious. This is a darker Elizabeth for sure. And then, yep, that's it. That's that's, it. Uh, that's the DLC. Yep. But then... <laughs> Resurrection at Burial at Sea. <laughs> they're like, hey, there's a Burial at Sea part two. Now, I'm at this point. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, Bioshock, infinite ending. Eventually understood, got on board, cool. Yeah. Then they went further. And I was like, mm. oh, okay. Add some more detail in there, cool. And they made a second one, and I'm like, where the fuck do you go? <laughs> right. So, in the second one, you now play as Elizabeth. Mm. You go back to Rapture. But we don't know why. She doesn't remember why, right? Um, she's going through to look for another kind of version of Sally. We find out that she feels remorseful that she used the child as bait to then go and kill this version of her dad Yeah, type thing. And she's like, and I just left her there to be essentially organ farmed yeah. and used and abused. So she ends up going back... Um, but this version of her does not have access to everything. She can't tear holes through yeah. reality, and she's kind of suppressed, mm-hmm. aren't we all? Oh, oh, oh suppressed. Sorry, thought you said depressed. <laughs> no, super depressed. She's super <laughs> depressed. Um, but yeah, as you're going through, I don't have time to. The whole DLC could be its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but but it won't be. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Before God and you, Jacob, I will not do that to you. Um, but the really cool thing about it is you learn so much in the way of plot. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe and it's, it's kind of ham-fisted, but I, again, I was along for the ride. Yeah. I love it. Because you learn things like the Lutesses were involved in having Daisy Comstock pretend that she was going to kill the little boy so that Elizabeth would have to make that executive decision to kill her, to kind of grow her character. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's a that's yeah. a heck of a revelation. A lot of things are, like, deeper tied than we initially thought. Yeah. Um, the gameplay's a little more different because you're stealthy and you have either knockout darts or you kind of use the grappling hook to knock people out hmm. rather than murder them. Interesting. Because you are essentially depowered and very regretful remorseful elizabeth this is conscientious yeah elizabeth she wants to now atone for her sin right so she's kind of in booker's shoes in a way yeah so lots to unpack again yeah i'm feeling it you're going full full circle here so she doesn't choose to use like a big daddy arm and just kill everybody on her path <laughs> she she no. goes for the non-lethal yeah or does uh, the game give you the choice is it all non-lethal on the way through or do, does she have options to be more brutal I feel like you might get a weapon. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like very limited resources. Your best strategy is to kind of like skirt by situations. Right. Which you can do because you have a skirt. Yes. As you're playing Elizabeth. Did you hear that? No, she must have been wearing a skirt. <laughs> yeah. Clack, 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 high heels. Um, Plus 15 to stealth. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of like going through and trying to figure out why you are where you are. Mm-hmm but also you want to save the girl and you have to end up working with Atlas. 
Yeah. Or as we know him, should truly be Frank Fontaine. <laughs> uh, and he's like a huge piece of shit. No surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you <laughs> are going Poop. throughout the game, you also see visions or kind of like hear voices of Booker DeWitt, which, as it's explained many times, is all in your head and you're just kind of projecting. But again, we don't know why that's happening. We don't know why we're here. Right. So if you're hearing voices from Booker DeWitt, does this mean that this reality is Elizabeth is actually a Booker DeWitt that had a sex change? No. No. Okay. All right. I, I was, thought about it. I was, I was gonna... like, this adds an interesting theory to the game <laughs> for sure. <laughs> He had his exchange and then dressed up as Elizabeth. And then he killed himself. <laughs> but they actually say this is like the same Elizabeth that went back and killed that Comstock, which okay, is yeah. why she's going back in the first place. Continuity. Um, but yeah, she ends up being partially lobotomized Oof. and then eventually killed by Atlas. And it's some like really heavy shit going through yeah um but she's kind of she wants to be done with all of it and she wants to do a little bit of good so the end result of all of this of all this shit yeah ends up being her giving the key phrase to atlas to kind of trigger jack ryan coming back to rapture and everything gotcha because kind of similar to dr strange seeing that one possibility Mm -hmm. she saw for a brief moment while being lobotomized behind a door where she could actually help the little sisters out through Jack Ryan. Right. In one of the eventualities, Jack Ryan saves the little sisters, the remaining ones. They grow up and yeah, they all marry him. We went over this, I think, <laughs> in the original episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of like the towards a brighter tomorrow or brighter future yeah. ending. But... It was some really heavy shit for me yeah. at the time. And even talking about it now, I'm getting... <coughs> it's making me cough. <laughs> a little bit choked up. Getting those asthmas, asthmas up. <laughs> but there's just so much in the way it feels. And the fact that they tied everything back mm-hmm. to Rapture, that it's all one interconnected story. Yeah. That was his brain. Exploding. Yeah. yeah. Instant lobotomy. <laughs> so my question, kind of, kind of coming off of those DLCs, is it's interesting for the franchise to revisit rapture yes like you brought this up some but like why do you think they're so focused on rapture like they could have pushed the narrative further it almost seems like a safe bet to me to kind of reinforce the story going on in rapture and close a loop they could have progressed the loop the story but they made it a loop it certainly does Mm -hmm. um but if you look at it from let's say halo 1 to halo 3 right Mm mm-hmm each time it progresses, it's different. It kind of it has the initial roots, right? Yeah. But they're not going back. But from a storytelling standpoint, for something like Game of Thrones, where you have all these different things going on, mm-hmm. it is so cool and rewarding to see a connection that ties back That's fair. to mm-hmm. an initial part of it. Now, maybe it's lazy storytelling to be like, yeah, we'll just tie it back or something. Right. But at the same time, it's really cool to be like, holy shit, I can now go back and replay Bioshock 1 and realize these events were triggered by Elizabeth, which was triggered by this, and just yeah. see everything come together. 
I, I guess my question would be because there's two ways they could have could have gone with this, right? Like either this is part of an actual grand plan, or they kind of did they filled gaps, and I, I assume they filled gaps, right? Like when the first Bioshock came out in like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine they had all of these pieces that Elizabeth oh, was no. going to fulfill. Definitely not. They probably like just elaborated on it and then they, they built found the story ways up. to kind of hook back. Yeah, yeah. Um, like in my mind, it's it's cool as part of the the ongoing narrative like when you can come back and fill that in and to be fair this is dlc this isn't like it's a full game um this is just an addendum that adds to the story and as far as within the space of dlc uh this sounds like a pretty big accomplishment that they they can like enrich the whole storyline of bioshock in this way um i would hope that you know uh when the next bioshock hopefully comes out you know right (laughs) Um, then they kind of uh, expand beyond that. Gesundheit. Yeah. They, they expand beyond that um, and push the, the plot forward. And they definitely have plenty of doors to go through, you know, as far as the future holds for the series. Uh, literally. Just tons and tons of lighthouses. Do you actually think they're going to make any more? It's, it's interesting, right? Because the way they, they, they almost left it too open-ended for me like when i saw the ending to infinite initially like we kind of just got done circle jerking about the game but i was almost like there's too many options um is this just opening the door for infinite spinoffs right because there's all these lighthouses you've established that there's always a man there's always a lighthouse um and then they made a female protagonist (laughs) the second dlc which is kind of funny uh just to reassure people it's not always <laughs> yeah. for every entry, but like, do they buck the trend, right? Like, um, in Bioshock one in Bioshock two in Bioshock infinite, there's always this underlying kind of story arc circling through it. Mm-hmm. Will they ever kind of break out of that formula? Um, and if so, how do they do it? Like they went to the depths of the sea, they went to the sky. Like what does another Bioshock actually look like? downtown manhattan (laughs) right because i'd almost it'd be kind of a weird comparison i would think but um uh, assassin's creed they have this very iterative format where they're constantly yeah they just they change the location exactly it's just like a basic reskin it's like um ice character fire character yeah um jungle and poison stuff yeah this is rome this one's egypt this is you know whatever but it's like the same game and I, I definitely wouldn't want it to be that. And I guess we said it's been like, what, like six years since Infinite came out. Mm-hmm. So they, it's pretty apparent at this point they're not just going to milk the franchise, you know. Yeah. In and a I, way. I just don't know what it would be because it's so yeah. open-ended. It's in that state where I want it to kind of remain where it is. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, I want second seasons of good animes that I like. Yeah. But at the same time, if one ends on a good note and it's a concise thing, it kind of dilutes the experience and the overall product. Yeah. If you add extra content to it, that's kind of shitty or underdeveloped or repetitive. Yeah. So I feel that they flush out the story as much as they physically could. Yeah. They can't use Rapture anymore, right? Like, yeah, they could not without being massively criticized. But if they were to just do another plays of the same type of thing, you'd be like, Oh, I get it. Multiverse theory question mark. Yeah. And it's just, eh, 
So like, how do, how do you get around that? They kind of back themselves. I almost feel like they back themselves in a corner because they've shown the scope of what's going on. All these lighthouses, all these Elizabeths, all these bookers. But then they've also spent so much time with Booker and Elizabeth and Comstock that they can't use those characters like in a new game without seeming yeah. like you're like you're hanging on to the um, your pla- your past glories really. Like you're relying on these good games to carry you through. And it's, eh, I don't know, it's really tough. They have, uh, if they ever come out with a new game, their storytellers have their work cut out for them. Yeah, I feel that you'd have to, they already kind of did this with Blashak 2. It's like, oh, let's have a side character kind of be the protagonist of this story. Yeah. And kind mm-hmm. of be like, hey, similar thing, but from a different perspective. Yeah. Right? They just invert the philosophy you're fighting against in, in, in Bioshock 2. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think they've explored everything mm-hmm. i hope like i maybe they can do something it'll be fucking awesome it'll blow my tits off yeah but i like the experiences i had when i had them it's still nice to go back and reappreciate it though i'm definitely more jaded as an individual just in general now. <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm looking at things more critically analytically <laughs> probably than i should but. gray tinted glasses <laughs> mm. <laughs> Didn't this, didn't this game have color? <laughs> I have a bandana over my eyes, Jacob. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. That does change your vision a bit. It's, um, yeah, like you said, they've covered a lot of it. Individuality and Ayn Rand. Covered uh, communism, collectivism, and uh, Bioshock 2. Mm-hmm. Religion, nationalism, and... Um, Bioshock 3. <laughs> yeah, Bioshock AKA 3. Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. So, so I think the key question is... Do any of our choices matter? 